Hi, this is Terry McCarty, and uh, here's another episode of Reviews and Otherwise after a longer than expected break, and today we'll talk about uh, Top Gun Maverick, uh, and my first encounter with Tom Cruise on screen was in the latter part of 1981, and that was the Harold Becker-directed Taps, where he was essentially uh, third in line after uh, Timothy Hutton and Sean Penn, and uh, that was a military school where the kids take over and square off with the authorities, and uh, and Cruz played the uh, maniacal uh, uh, hothead that welcomed uh, violent confrontation, and that was quite impressive at the time, and I thought, oh, he's going to be a go-to actor for uh, 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 bad boys, villains, maniacal killers, uh, etc., and, uh, well, that kind of wasn't to be, and then in 83, he was part of uh, Francis Coppola's The Outsiders, where he was also far down in the pecking order and didn't have quite as showy a role and people who have seen it uh, probably have more vivid memories of the uh, nominal lead uh, C. Thomas Howell, it was Pony Boy, Uh, Ralph Macchio was the sort of Salminio in Rebel Without a Cause, a tragic character, and uh, uh, Patrick Swayze in what was kind of a early uh, breakout for him four years before the uh, superstardom arrived uh, via Dirty Dancing. So, with Cruz, the superstardom arrived in 83 with, uh, with uh, Paul Brickman's uh, Risky Business, where he played Joel Goodson, the uh, wealthy Chicago suburb boy who wants to be bad and gets to be, and uh, with the then off-screen uh, partner, and on screen as well, Rebecca de Mornay and the cynical ending that was apparently meant to replace something that was more downer with test audiences where he, uh, Joel didn't make it into university. So from there on, it's like uh, the cruise missile unintended uh, took off uh, later that year he was in the film uh, 
all the right moves uh, where he, you were asked to buy him as a, a Pennsylvania high school senior. And it was produced by Gary Morton and his uh, more famous wife, Lucille Ball, who kept her name off the public credits because uh, being something R-rated, uh, Lucy, I guess, worried about uh, what the first generation I Love Lucy fans would uh, think of her doing a film with uh, nudity and if I remember one scene correctly like a student like uh, masturbating against a desk. So about uh, two and a half years after that in time for Memorial Day uh, 1986 uh, was uh, Cruz's uh, mega-starring film, Top Gun, uh, produced by uh, Don Simpson and Jerry Bruckheimer, and uh, written by the Formula Recycling team of Jim Cash and Jack Epps Jr., and directed uh, by Tony Scott, and this was the breakthrough for Tony Scott and, and essentially those who remember Top Gun uh, a lot of people myself included remember it as being wispy thin uh, lots of music video aesthetic uh, uh, the Harold Faltermeyer score the Terry Nunn sing, verged on loud, mild bellow, uh, Take My Breath Away, and uh, uh, Kenny Loggins passing the, or actually uh, uh, jumping over the uh, macho hurdle with that song, Danger Zone. So, we jump forward uh, about uh, 36 uh, years later to 2022, and we get Top Gun Maverick, uh, directed by uh, somebody who's a once before and probably afterward will be a go-to person for Cruz, uh, Joseph Kaczynski. And, um, uh, Posthumously, Don Sampson gets a, a co-producing credit, uh, but you get an idea that even though Bruckheimer's name's on it, uh, and Ed Harris, who did a lot of stuff for Bruckheimer and or Bay, uh, shows up in the beginning, that a lot of the production and creative heavy lifting goes through probably was due to uh, Cruz's main go-to person, uh, Christopher McQuarrie, who uh, uh, has Mission Impossible Part 1 shoved to next year, and, uh, and those who remember uh, the previous one, Mission Impossible Fallout, that was uh, pretty impressive as, uh, as 
as films in the series go and with the fight sequence in the men's room probably the best uh, close quarters uh, action since uh, going way back to From Russia With Love so uh, what can I say about Top Gun Maverick except it does demonstrate the importance of, uh, of uh, quality control in terms of star vehicles and uh, and Cruz will be 60 pretty soon but he's kind of settling into the you know period that Kirk Douglas was in in the 1960s the I'm as good as I ever was, and, um, and I would presume he'll get away with it uh, through the two Mission Impossibles to come, and uh, he does display some vulnerability, and probably the best aspect of this is that there's more uh, time expended on uh, character and story beats and uh, as for the as for the new kids uh, um, Glenn Powell I remember for uh, being in the uh, Ryan Murphy produced Scream Queen series as one of the obnoxious uh, uh, frat boy types and uh, in this, he still pulls out the cockiness, but you can see the potential he has to be the Bruce Willis of, of his generation, if he uh, should so desire. And uh, uh, Jennifer Conway is in this and looks great for early 50s, and uh, you can say that uh, one flaw is that they seem to not want uh, uh, older women in the cast that uh, don't look like Jennifer Connelly uh, unless it's like uh, uh, Jean Louisa Kelly who's seen very very briefly as uh, the wife of uh, Val Kilmer's Iceman and that's Val Kilmer returning uh, and interacting with Cruz is probably the emotional high point. And then there's Miles Teller, who's uh, brave enough to take a role where he uh, flies in a fighter jet, but uh, sticks out his tongue at uh, getting a COVID vaccination, which he did uh, during the filming of the Paramount Plus uh, currently airing the, the offer. But even with Teller, because uh, he's tasked with playing the Anthony Edwards son role and uh, he's, his call name's Rooster, because uh, I, I guess they figured uh, since Edwards is Goose, uh, uh, to pass up on the opportunity to call Miles uh, Gosling. So, but uh, he's he's good. He has his uh, uh, scene with 
a couple of decent scenes with Cruz, um, and essentially it's a film that you can see in theaters, and I'm sure if you go to AMC and, and see it in like the Dolby uh, Vision screen, you'll get like what the us old people refer to as like sense around type effects where you'll hear a lot of uh, in vibrating engine noise type uh, stuff and uh, as irony would have it at the AMC theater I, I saw uh, Top Gun Maverick out they did not show the uh, heartbreak feels good in a place like this uh, theater ad uh, done by uh, Nicole Kidman who long long ago was uh, uh, married to Tom Cruise and so I give it like uh, three stars out of four three and a half stars out of five and uh, if you want to go see something that was predetermined as blockbuster and, and is now performing like one and uh, has been given pretty decent reviews across the board I would say uh, go see it uh, in theaters because uh, it, it'll be more effective likely than later in July when it, when it does the 45 day release mark and goes to Paramount Plus. So anyway, uh, before I finish, uh, I'll just, uh, since I've been off so long, just very quickly do some recommendations. The film about abortion uh, uh, happening is uh, worth catching. It's IFC kind of they did put it out, but it's already passed from theaters, and uh, I'll very highly recommended uh, about uh, teenagers in late 50s, early 60s France, and uh, what a young woman seeking an abortion had to, all the things she had to go through uh, because of illegality, and, uh, and in one case she runs into or encounters a doctor that uh, claims to be an ally and quietly uh, stands in her way and uh, very, very much worth seeing. Uh, Alex Garland's Me with uh, Jesse Buckley and uh, Rory Kinnear doing the best uh, job of playing multiple characters and making them distinctive that I've seen in a while and you could kind of compare what he does in the film as the different flavors of misogyny. Uh, compare him to uh, the, you know, triple role playing that Peter Sellers did in uh, Doctor Strangelove. So th those two films I recommend you catching up in theaters if possible or definitely when they hit the premium video on demand and video on demand uh, 
on your favorite uh, streaming service or, or video rental. So that's it for right now, and thank you ever so much for listening, and I'll be back hopefully a little bit quicker, and if you like what you've been hearing, please recommend it via your favorite form of uh, social media, and uh, thanks uh, ever so much for listening, and have a good beginning to your summer. Bye for now.